Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Jeff Pelletier with Neil Johnson. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And it seems to be coming more and more important every single day. We're going to jump right in to what we're going to talk about today as the conflict continues in the Middle East. I'm going to start with a, with a, uh, a, a verse from Zechariah. Zechariah, sorry. Uh, and it, it's uh, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. I will gather all the nations for battle against Jerusalem. Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem. Then the Lord, my God, will come, and all the holy ones with him. The question on everybody's mind that I talk to is, is this it? Is this it? And, and uh, uh, you and I have been talking about it, and it is it, but it's not it, right? You know, Psalm 83 uh, is is a powerful is a powerful uh, psalm we've talked about before, and it talks about the the nations uh, that are involved in that. And I'm just going to read from Psalm 83 verses five through eight. Okay, for they have conspired against. I'm sorry, for they have conspired together with one mind. Against you they make a covenant. The tents of Edom, and the Ishmaelites, Moab, and the Hegrites and the Gebal, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek and Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria has also joined with them. They have become a help to the children of Lot. So that's the, those, that's the list in, in, uh, in Psalm 83. It seems pretty relevant right now. Very relevant. Uh, you're exactly right. Um, and the thing that's most important are a couple of things. Uh, all of it's important, but, you know, in, in these verses, you read Zechariah uh, chapter 14. Mm -hmm. Zechariah is a very end times prophet, but mm -hmm. they're all end times prophets, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, but they always, speaking of end times, they don't say if. Right. They always say then. 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 Or when. Then. If, yes. Uh, when. Yes. Then. Yep. So it's not as though if we're asking the question, what's going on? How does it pertain to me? What do I do? Is this it? All those questions yep. that are n natural and normal human reactions to what's going on, right? Yep. Yep. But God always says, then. And in this case, he says, then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations. Yes. Not if. Yes. Not anything yeah. conditional yeah. about well, whether right. the Jews are perfect or the Gentile church is prayed up and perfect. Nothing. It just says, and then, yeah. then. Yeah. And that's a very crucial point to make. Now, as pertaining to your Psalm 83, yes, we've talked about that often. There mm -hmm. is some specific, more specific indicia because you're exactly right, Jeff, when you tried to say, is this it? And the answer is yes and no. Yeah. It's racing toward a culmination. 
it certainly could be, uh, it certainly is a precursor to the culmination. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. We know this. And then who are these people that uh, are listed? Well, some of them is conjecture, but some of them are fairly specific. Certainly mm-hmm. when it talks about Lebanon, well, we can see even in today's conflagration, which is horrible, no matter how you cut it, it's mm-hmm. a horrible situation. Yes. But the Lebanese, yeah. uh, Hezbollah, is now they're raising their their arms against uh, Israel. Yep. So we see that the Lord will fight against those nations. We see that they're about to turn from the Gaza Strip mm-hmm. to the north yep. because the north is also indiscriminately. That's yep. the thing about it. It's yep. not like they have a target destination for their weaponry they are just lobbing them indiscriminately into israel and the world the unregenerate world Mm -hmm. is blaming israel for the whole catastrophe so that's what we have going so i just have to pick a point there about them they're lobbing missiles right they're lobbing them to indiscriminate locations right uh, but they're lobbing them at population centers that's exactly right where there are innocents who have no military value whatsoever, right? They're just citizens. Some of them may even be Palestinians. Yeah, and and again, uh, in the Hamas charter, which it's which you read, Psalm eighty three says they make a covenant against me. Well, we've read in past shows, sometime back, I think, some of Hamas's charter. Mm-hmm. It was their covenant. Yeah, and their covenant was against God. That's and right. And they say there are no innocents. Yeah. Every Israel, the yeah. only good Israeli is, is a, a dead Israeli. Dead yeah. And uh, if there's collateral damage, so be it. And if you're a Muslim, so be it. And and so on. You'll get your reward. God will sort it out, as it were. It sounds pretty medieval, because that's kind of what we had in Christianity at one point. God will sort them out, kill them all, right? Yeah. That is the Hamas, that is the opposition, and that's what we have to remember during all this. There's opposition mm-hmm. to God's plan, and mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. we're seeing, and yeah. that's at the core what's yeah. happening where people are saying, yeah. what is going on? Is this it? Yeah. Well, it is it, yeah. but it may not be now. It's called the here now, but not yet. Here now, but not yet. So, uh, the you know, we were just referring a, a few minutes ago in our conversation about Jeremiah's instruction for the exiles in Babylon, uh, I think it's twenty-nine. I know the you know the plans I have for you: plans to prosper you, not to harm you; plans to give you a future and a hope. That's God's plan for everybody. That's God's plan. He wants us to be, live in harmony, to have, to be with Him, and He will be with us, and and it's all going to be a wonderful, grand thing. And human beings are the ones screwing it up. Right, we we sinful human beings are screwing it up, and we're not able to execute it. We're not able to get along. We're not able to. We're we're fighting, and and you know there are people that think that all of this mess is God's plan. It's not God's plan that it would be terrible. It's God's plan that it'll be wonderful. Yeah, it's not God's desire. Let's right. put let's put that out yes. there. God does say He'll take all things and work it together work for it good, together but for He good. doesn't say, and and it's my plan for you to have catastrophe. Yes. He yes. just says, "I'll yes. take what is yes. catastrophic, yep. and I will even yep. even that I will work." Because again, as we pointed out, it's always then, it's always when. When you mess up, yep. then I will fight. Yep. It, so it is completely on God. 
and we said this before, it just goes to show, Jeff, once again, not that any of this is funny today, but God must have a sense of humor because he insists hmm. on using mankind, and yeah. God knows mankind is never, never. going to get right. it right. That's why God says, then I will. When you do this, I will do that. Yeah. It's never a conditional. If you're this good, then I will do this. It's a, it's a really also a good thing for our listeners to understand because we're trying to communicate something that's difficult to communicate. But uh, the, the, the terrible things that God does in Revelation, Revelation, for example, he, does the, he brings his wrath, right? Well, that's, that's his response, not his plan. His response to sin is destroy it, get rid of it. And he does that very, very well and very efficiently, actually, in Revelation. Uh, not a lot of mess, not, and he does it quickly also. It's quick. And so, the, the, but the, that's not God's plan that, that all that stuff happens. That's the required response of God to sin. He's, he, he has to respond to it. He has to make it right. He has to make all things right. He's not going to allow it. At some point, he draws a line in the sand, and it's over, and he destroys that which is against him. And, and in that same vein, or that same understanding, is exactly what some people, some people, usually unregenerate, not born again, uh, look at the conquest of Israel, wherein God said, that group and that group and that group, wipe them out entirely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and so people mm -hmm. will make a human natural conclusion and say God must be evil. Must be evil. Must be evil, Absolutely. must be bad. Yep. Uh, because of that. But what we don't know is just like in Revelation that you pointed out, mm -hmm. uh, God did say in certain very specific people groups, yep. wipe them out entirely. Yep. And that is because yep. they, oh, it, it's quite a study, but basically... Uh, they're so, they were so bad. They were so degenerate. They were so opposed to God's plan mm -hmm. and more. Yeah. But that those people groups that had inhabited the, the land after the promise to Abraham and they came into the land, some of them and some of them among us today, by the way, Jeff, yep. Yep. it's another show altogether perhaps, yep. uh, is we have alternative beings and some of those uh, alternative beings, I'll call them divine creatures, their offspring uh, were not uh, supposed to live. And God, just like in Revelation, in the conquest, he said, wipe that group, just that particular group out, out yeah. entirely because yeah. they are so perverse, if you will. They are so corrupted, if mm -hmm. you will. It's sort of like pre-flood uh, with Noah when God yeah. said, I'm going to wipe them wipe all them out, out because they've gotten yeah. to be so bad. And he did it. And it's not like humans right. are so bad. No. Yeah, humans are humans. No. They're, they're not perfect. But in these cases, and, and that's why when you read that verse from mm. Revelation or, or that understanding from Revelation, mm -hmm. yes, because again... It, just like Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. So by mm -hmm. the time Revelation comes around, we have another repeat. It's sort of like we have these same entities, just like in the conquest, where they have to be wiped out, or else, yep, or else, or else. we will be subject to the cancer. In other words, and, and if, the the Neil, excuse me, but yep, no. you know, we we did it two shows ago. You brought up the idea that he told them to destroy the Am Amalekites, right? All of them, and they did not, right? And then. Haman, right, with Esther, Correct. he was an Amalekite. 
Yeah, he, he... And because they didn't destroy them all, he was about to again wipe out Israel. Yeah, and that's a very uh, easily uh, uh, grasped concept. Mm-hmm. And it's even deeper than that, and that's that that becomes difficult, as you say, mm-hmm. you know, trying to show why that mm-hmm. is. But it's never, That's this is our point here, it's never God's purpose or plan to say, yeah. I am a God of death. I am a God <laughs> of destruction. Exactly. I enjoy when my humans oh. do what I tell them oh. and I wipe them out or I bring evil in your life. Oh. No, God does not no. do that. He says, no. even when evil comes in your yeah. life, meaning yes. in a human like we are, yes. Uh, I will change it for good. I know the plans I have for you. I will take what's been evil and calamitous in your life, and I will turn it around. Now, pertaining to Israel now, we flip that all back. It's like this is not God's plan Mm -hmm. to be watching what we're bombarded with every day, death and destruction. That's right. However, just because God knew it, just because God could foresee it, and he wasn't bound like I am, and he wasn't subject to my conclusions which are definitely an error because Isaiah says you can't think like I think your thoughts are not my thoughts mm-hmm. your ways are not mm-hmm. my, they're not even close mm-hmm. it's not his goal it's not his purpose it's not his plan for redemption but that's for another day but is this yeah. leading to that yeah. absolutely just absolutely. like every day yeah. is leading to it we're yeah. just seeing it played out right before us nightly on the news that this present catastrophe either is as we've said before psalm 83 or certainly we already know even if this wouldn't have happened and we were what do they say fat dumb and happy mm-hmm. blindly going on mm-hmm. it's still rushing toward that perfect culmination yep. plan yep. of psalm 83 ezekiel 38 39 mm-hmm. um, mount of olives zechariah when the lord fights against his day and manifests on mount of olives mm-hmm. we're rushing toward that day and this is so if you want to say is it part of it yes yes it is and no and no <laughs> yeah it's not it yeah but it's part of it. it's part of it <laughs> right <laughs> okay so that's great neil uh so i want us to move on to uh uh, uh the how god is looking at our frailty in all of this how is god looking at our our ineptness okay we were just talking about being inept uh, a few minutes ago but we are inept in terms of our ability to carry out god's plan without god i mean god we we can do it with him we can do it for him we can listen and follow his orders and commandments which is what he wants us to do but we don't Okay, and we screw it up, we make mistakes. And, and uh, how does God treat it in his world when we uh, mess it up? And I'm going to read Psalm 2, 1 through 12, okay? Uh, why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed, saying... Let us tear their tear their tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury saying, "But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain." I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. 
He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. There's a reference to Revelation. And you shall shatter them like earthenware. Now, therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son that he not become angry and you perish in the way for his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. So uh, God's response, the Lord laughs. He scoffs at them. Right, right. So that is one of at least a number of places, a number of Psalms that say the Lord laughs. So it's a very human thing to say laughs, but God is not laughing for joy. No. That's the purpose we yeah. need to have because yeah. a lot of people, as, as you've said before, are overwhelmed. A very human uh, reaction. We are not meant to see all of this mm -hmm. destruction, lies, innocence being hurt, uh, a whole populations being conditioned to think a certain way and going to their death, as it were, as a result of uh, indoctrination, speaking now specifically the Palestinians. So the Lord is not laughing about this is a joyous and I'm happy about this. No. He's not that kind of a God. No. Other gods are. Yeah. Right. But but the the God of the Bible, his attributes are displayed and he has said what they are and they are not that he's laughing. What that means, and the Psalms make it clear in these different places, he's laughing in derision. That these uh, humans, along with these divine beings that we don't even know are there, but they're all around us, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they are orchestrating this whole thing to uh, thwart God's mm -hmm. plan of mm -hmm. redemption, yeah. his ultimate plan yeah. for humanity exactly. to bring us back into what we once were with God, yes. where he walked among us. Yes. Now, that uh, thing then we have to always remember is God is not laughing for joy. He's laughing in derision that you think you can stop El Elyon's, the most high, the almighty God, the creator of all of you, even these divine beings that he created. You think you can stop me? I'm laughing. Mm. So that's the mm. that's the, the the subtlety that we have to look there. God did not laugh for joy. He was laughing in derision that you would even think that you can stop this. That's amazing. Yeah. So so that's a uh, you know, and as you say, it only it's in Psalm two. It's on uh, Psalm thirty seven. I'll post that one on Facebook uh, on our Facebook page and and Psalm uh, uh, fifty nine. Uh, those are three places in the scripture where it says God laughs, and He's laughing. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. It's like it's like uh, your 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 uh, two year old grandson walks up and says, "I'm going to beat you up." <laughs> you know, and and you and and you, you laugh, you chuckle, because no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen. You can't harm me, and I know you can't harm me, and I don't need. You know, it's funny. It's cute. But I'm not threatened. Right. I'm not threatened at all. Right. Precisely. Yeah. There's different ways of saying yeah. God's laughing. Yeah. What, what, there's many different human laughters. Yeah. I can laugh in disbelief. I yeah. can laugh for joy. Or I can laugh, like in these cases, yeah. in derision. In derision or scoffing. Yeah. So, Neil, what, let's, uh, so it's important for us to, to, to understand that God's response 
is is not God's plan. God laughs because that's his response to what we think we can do. He just he's laughing at us. It's not it's we can't. And so we can't stop God's plan. We can try, but it the the Psalms we've read and what we've just said and what Zechariah said and what Psalm two says uh, and what Psalm eighty three says is evidence to those who should hear that you cannot stop the plan of God. He will execute his plan. And speaking of God's plan, Neil, uh, there, there's, there's, a, there's kind of two responses that people have to God and to God's plan. And I would like to, to, to talk about this. Uh, uh, we reference, uh, I'm going to reference the Isaiah 55 here. Uh, uh, verses 8 and 9 For my thoughts are not your thoughts Neither are your ways my ways Declares the Lord For as the heavens are higher than the earth So my ways are higher than your ways And my thoughts than your thoughts So I notice, Neil That people have kind of two responses to, to when, they bump into, when they bump into the plan of God in their life uh, if if something good happens to them, they praise God and thank God and go, well, that's great. Oh, God's wonderful. He's this and that and the other thing. And then and then if something not so good happens to them, they they they, they question God whether God is, you know, why would God let this happen to me? Why would you know they they and they almost they blame God almost. I mean, some people, you know, and and there are people that really do blame God when something bad happens to them and they curse him, right? But what's the deal? What's going on there? Right. And and so uh, what you're saying is a very natural, I use that with air quotes here now to you, yeah. uh, response of humans. We mm. are also divinely created creatures, of yes. which there are many divinely yes. created creatures out there. We're yes. just aware of humans. And as yes. humans... That's right. What we have is a reaction to make a conclusion. If you are not born again, meaning mm. you began the process of a recognition of God, and even if you are, you still draw conclusions. Yes. What we have to always know is hold all your conclusions lightly because God very specifically in Isaiah that you just read said, hey, that's great. I want you to have conclusions. That's how I made you. But don't think that your thoughts are mine or your ways are mine. You can't even comprehend mm -hmm. who and what mm -hmm. I am. Yep. You can't even. So the same thing pertains to what's going on in Israel today. Uh, all these things are going on. For our specific lives, we draw conclusions. Uh, many people who are not born again at all, they would say, and you can't blame him. God is evil. And mm. we touched on it. Look yeah. what he did. Yeah. He went into the conquest yeah. uh, of Israel and they had no right, but they were more powerful. Mm. And it's a historic accident. And they wiped out everybody. Well, they didn't wipe out everybody, first of all, as we just pointed out. But yes, if you say that, you can understand how they would come to a conclusion. Therefore, God is evil Yeah. to whatever degree. Or if you're a Christian, like you just pointed out, I question whether God is good because only good things should happen to me. But the Bible is replete many times, and Jesus himself uh, pointed out at the Olivet Discourse when he sat right there on the Mount of Olives, which is also prophetic because everything culminates at the Mount of Olives. 
and Jesus is there telling them what will be. And he said, look, you're going to be slandered. You're going to be uh, ridiculed. You are going to not understand what's going on, and they're going to bring you before magistrates and powers and authorities. But don't worry. Don't Matter of fact, don't even give it a whole bunch of thought because this will happen. Now, the conclusion is, well, your ways are not my ways. You know, Jeff, I thought recently there was a very famous uh, fellow back in about the 60s or so. His name was Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And he said, nothing is more fearful than a person who is not afraid to die. Mm. Now, Malcolm X was mm. afraid to die. All mm-hmm. humans are afraid mm-hmm. to die. But mm-hmm. he meant generally is something so much more powerful in my life, yeah. a philosophy, yeah. in our case, being born again, yeah. that I am not afraid to die. Yeah. Uh, but I nobody's standing in line with their arms up going, ooh, ooh, me next, me next, <laughs> take me. No, no, no. It, something's wrong with that person. But he's saying overall, if you're not afraid to die, it's a very scary thing. And that is what God is preparing and has prepared his believers to to have that knowledge. I am not standing in line. As a matter of fact, I don't want it to happen, just like Jesus. He said, if there's any other way, great. But I will do X. I will go to the cross. I will sacrifice. And that's what God's calling us. It's painful to hear but he's and i just pray to god hey that we're not just saying blah 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 and then the day comes and uh where we have to put the money rubber to the road as it were but that is exactly what malcolm x said way back in the 60s nothing is more fearful and those are the days we're coming to Hmm. and all of this catastrophe all of this upheaval all of this assault against israel it's all part of the package yes so again we go back to that it's the here now but not yet is it part of it yes yeah and no yeah but it's leading toward that right and that is what we have today so neil we know and as we wrap up this particular episode right we know we're in it but it isn't it yet right but it's happening and it is happening and we are in those times we are in those days right and it's accelerating it seems right it seems like it's moving forward it you can feel the movement i think you can just sense it that things are happening and and uh but but there are things that are yet to happen right there are a lot of things and what i would like to do is end this broadcast for our people uh that folks that are listening to us and God, we and we we thank you for our listeners. God, uh, there are some. Let's just go through. Let's just go through what mu- must happen for us to see. Hey, we're not in it yet, but it's coming. Okay. So number one is there must be a restored temple. Right. There's a few very simple, straightforward indicia. Yep. We can argue about a great many things, whether that was fulfilled in 70 or whether that was fulfilled in 586 with the Babylonians or with the Romans. or We can argue about a great many prophetic indicia of which there are more to come. But there are certain things that we know have to happen yep. from the scriptures that haven't happened yet. In other yep. words, we know there's at least a third yep. temple that yep. Jesus will come back to and will be desecrated. Yep. Again, it's not very warm and fuzzy to mm. think about, but mm. pray to God that we can see it, and it seems like it's going to happen in our day. So that is one. There must be another temple. And so for that to happen, Jews must have sovereignty over the Temple Mount, which they do not have yet, 
and we talked about that two episodes ago when we talked about the possibility of Saudi Arabia and Israel getting together and how that was a, a bad sign to uh, Iran and others and that may be why this is all happening we've, we've surmised uh, because they don't want Israel and Saudi Arabia to get together okay but sovereignty over the Temple Mount uh, the next uh, Jewish people must cry out yeah, uh, Jesus said this specifically. They must say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, blessed are you who come in the, the name, name of, of the, the Lord. Lord. And it doesn't just say they're going to say that one time and or a multitude or a, or a majority of them say it and God comes. But when they start saying, blessed are you who came. And we're seeing that today, Jeff. In mm. spite of this chaos, mm. we're seeing mm. Jews realize, wait, there's something with these Christians. Yeah. And we're yeah. seeing Christians go, wait. Yeah. There's something with these Jews. Jews yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Your ways are not my ways. Yeah. And all of this is being exactly. orchestrated by God. Thank you, Neil. So also Israel must be surrounded by her enemies. Well, I think we got that one figured out almost. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> and we'll be more specifically <laughs> yeah. surrounded. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's see. The Mount of Olives. Yeah, tell me about that. What 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 happens with the Mount of Olives? Well, it was, as we pointed out, at the very Mount of Olives where Zechariah says, then I will fight. So we know there's a number of upheavals coming up in this uh, nonstop warfare because this is nonstop. It's just that we tend to think, okay, if they kill a few Jews here and there, that's okay. It's a long ways away, but it's about to erupt where it encompasses all of us. Jesus said, when the disciples asked him, what will be the sign? Mm. And he said, that is the beginning of birth pains. But he laid out a number of things, one of which is, of course, uh, the gospel will be, pre be preached in all the nations. Well, that has not happened yet mm. either. So that's a, a, another very mm. typical indicia. Mm. But he said, this will be the birth pains. So for our audience, even though it's not warm, and Jeff, you and I both pray, we can we can also stand up to it uh, that we can be faithful to the end it says it's going to get worse and this is the end this is it but not exactly yet this has been a great discussion for this episode of israel why is the middle east important i look forward to how this continues to unfold as you can tell neil and i enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com? That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
Shalom. 